This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com. Major funding for this Tanya class is provided by the Mettel Corporation. Additional funding is provided by Tanya students like you. Lessons in Tanya. The Tanya of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi. Taught by Rabbi Ben Zion Krasniansky. Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg. Page 737. 37, the end of chapter 49. Until now, he explained how. How is a person supposed to achieve the mitzvah of love, Hashem, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, by way of the introduction, the two introductory blessings, which discuss. First blessing discusses the angels, the supernal beings, the spiritual beings, higher levels of consciousness. And what are they conscious of? What do they realize? What are they aware of? They're aware how Hashem is Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Hashem transcends them, is above them, is removed from them. And yet, where is Hashem found? Paradoxically, Hashem is found in this world. Because the infinite is compared to a circle. If you draw a line in that circle... So, a line in the circle, so the, the top of the circle is closer to where? It's closer to the end of the line, the bottom of the line, where it touches the other side of the circle, because it's part of the same circle. There's no beginning, there's no middle, there's no end. Versus the line is further away. The line that's in the center of the circle is further away from the beginning of the circle. It's distant from the circumference of the circle. Versus the beginning and the end, they're all connected. That's why the Kabbalah says that the beginning and the end, they're all connected. So where's the infinite found? At the end, at the bottom, in the physical. In the physical world, that's where the infinite is found. That's where Hashem is found. Even more so then in the spiritual realms. The spiritual realm is represented by that line. That line that transcends from level to level. That whole world, that whole process. That's represented in the line. So where is the beginning? Where is Hashem manifest? Where is Hashem found? Hashem that's infinite and transcends all spiritual awareness and comprehension which is represented in that line. Where is He found at the end in the physical and the material in this world? And that's what he continues in the second blessing. It wears Hashem's love manifest. Who did Hashem love? Where did Hashem manifest His love? Not to the angels. Who did Hashem marry? The Jewish people in this world. Took us out of Egypt. Takes us out of our Egypt. Every day. Every moment. And He chose to be intimate with us. And Hashem took a, a radical leap and He can concentrated Himself and enabled and just in order to be intimate with us, gave us the Torah in this physical world, concentrated the Torah and enabled just in, to enable us to be able to be intimate with Him. So, so the heart is like a mirror. So when you realize how much Hashem loves us, He loves us so intensely, despite the fact that we are the lowest of the low. It's like a great king, the greatest person on earth, fell in love with the lowest dreg on the wrong side of the track, and lifts him up from the mud, lifts him up from the schmutz from the mud and takes him into the palace, washes him up, brings him into the palace, to the innermost chamber where even the minister is not allowed it. And, is intimate, and loves him, fell in love with him. 
and, and is intimate. And kisses and hugs and is intimate with. So too Hashem fell in love with the Jewish people. So much so that each and every Jew can say, God, you are my God. Angels can't say you're my God. Hashem is not intimate with the angels. He doesn't associate himself with the angels. He didn't marry the angels. But he married us and he chose us. And choices, he said, expresses itself as, as physical. Just like marriage, intimacy is physical. Hashem chose not only our soul, he chose our body. He's intimate with us. And he elevated our physical self, our arm, our physical arm, every limb in our body, every bone and every fiber of our being is holy. And Hashem is intimate with us. And He concentrated Himself in the Torah and gives us the Torah, the physical mitzvah. Gives us the ability to connect and to be intimate with Hashem. So when we realize how much Hashem loves us, this intense love that Hashem has for us, more so than Anything, anyone, anything in the universe. We cannot help but reciprocate and love Hashem in kind, in turn. Even if we're physically, even if we're incapable of spiritual love, we're not spiritually tuned in. We don't respond to spirituality. On the contrary, we're very coarse and crass, selfish and self-centered and self-absorbed. So on the contrary, not only is that not a contradiction to loving Hashem, that is the reason that causes us to love Hashem. Despite my crassness and my coarseness and all day and every day, all I can think about is myself. I'm so not tuned into something spiritual. I'm so egotistic. I'm so far and so distant from anything spiritual. And yet Hashem loves me. <laughs> and He manifests this love. And wants to be intimate with me and chooses me and the entire Ten Commandments were written in the plural in the singular and the, in the, Hashem speaks to each and every one of us he concentrated the whole Torah just for my sake that I should be able to connect with and kisses me and hugs me and loves me and is intimate with me despite that, that the fact that I'm so low and so spiritually distant just like the Jews were in Egypt they were in the mud they reached the 49 levels of impurity. And yet Hashem took a radical leap and descended into the, jumped in into the mud and schlepped us out and brought us into His palace, gave us the Torah 50 days later and gives us the Torah every day and, and takes us out of Egypt every day, gets us out of our limitation and enables us to connect with His essence. Our essence touching His essence how can we help but how can we help ourselves and not love Hashem in return and just like Hashem took a radical leap in order to be able to be intimate with us and that was through the tzimtzum so too we in turn also respond by taking a radical leap by forgetting about ourselves, just like Hashem forgot about Himself, so to speak, and took a radical leap and created a world, our world, physical, material world, enabling us to be intimate with Hashem, so too we respond in kind by taking a radical leap and by forgetting about ourselves. And loving Hashem, every fiber of our being, every bone in our body, and giving everything that we have to Hashem with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might, with all our money, with everything that we have to be able to connect with Hashem. Not let anything, not letting any obstacle, imaginary or real, inner or outer, not letting any obstacle get in the way of our love for Hashem. Being able to overcome any obstacle, any limitation. There's nothing that can get in the way, just like Hashem didn't allow anything to get in the way, so to speak, and created that radical leap just in order to be able to be intimate with us so too we in turn love Hashem and reciprocate that love and we love Hashem and we won't let anything get in the way of our love all there is is Hashem and us so this is how we're able to achieve this love which is the theme of the Shema 
You say, Hero Israel, God is God, God is one. And then you say, Love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But then he continues in the Shema. And that's what he's going to discuss now. That Hashem says that these words, my words that I'm giving you, should be in your heart. In other words, you should study the Torah. What's the connection between the theme of the Shema, that Hashem is one, the realization that there's no other reality but God, and the two blessings that help us prepare, help us achieve the ahafta, the ability to love Hashem, which causes you, causes your heart to melt, to expire. You want to cleave with Hashem. You want to connect with Hashem. You want to be intimate with Hashem. So how does that lead you to study Torah? What does studying Torah have to do with wanting to love Hashem and to cleave with Hashem? On the contrary, studying Torah is something that engages your mind which means you have to have a presence, a mind, an ego, a presence that tries to learn and understand and absorb. When you want to cleave to God, you want to get beyond your ego. You want to completely transcend yourself and become lost and absorb within God. Say, so how does studying Torah, how, does, how is this a follow-up? As a result of you loving God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might, you don't let anything get in the way. You want to cleave to God. You want to connect with God. You want to lose yourself in God. You want to become absorbed in God. You want to get beyond your ego. You want to become inseparable with God. How do you accomplish that by studying Torah? Especially when he says, These words, studying Torah, it's not enough to study Torah using your mind, using your intellect. Studying Torah, the mitzvah is to verbalize, to study Torah verbally, like we're doing now. We're discussing the words of Torah. So it's not enough to study Torah internally, in thought, which is something more spiritual. But the mitzvah of studying Torah is to verbalize, to concretize the Torah, to reveal the Torah, to concretize it in words. How is this an expression of your love to Hashem? Of this intense and powerful love? This overwhelming love that causes you to leap over any bounds and leap over any limitations and cause you to cleave, want to cleave and connect with God, to overcome any obstacles. How is this love expressed through studying Torah, using your mind, and especially through saying the words of Torah, by manifesting and revealing the Torah? Not only in thought, but actually verbalizing. So that's what Alter Rebbe is going to explain now. The continuation of the Shema. That after it says, God is one, there's no other reality but God. Which leads us to love God with all our heart. And despite all of that, despite the fact that the whole world is nothing to God. And yet Hashem chose us. The lowest, the lowliest the most physical, the most dense, the coarsest, the crassest of all the realms of all the world. Hashem chose us personally. And therefore we can't help but love Hashem in kind with everything that we have. Every fiber of our being with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. And how does that lead us to study Torah? And not only study Torah, engage in the study of Torah with your mind. Studying Torah in great depth. Engaging your mind, engaging your spirit. But speaking the words of Torah. It seems to be the exact opposite. When you love Hashem with such an overwhelming love, you should completely want to transcend your ego, your intellect. You want to cleave to God. Studying Torah seems to be the exact opposite. Studying Torah is using your mind, your human mind, your human logic. 
logic is detached. You're, 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 you're under, trying to understand, you're trying to make sense of it. And especially when you take it a step further, you're actually verbalizing it, revealing it and manifesting it even on a lower level. Bringing, the, bringing godliness into this world when the whole purpose is of love is you want to go beyond this world. You want to cleave and connect and rise up, climb up to God, be absorbed within God like a spark that wants to be absorbed in its source. So it seems to be the exact opposite direction of love. So how is this a result of the love of Hashem? But how does the attachment of spirit to spirit take place? Example, what measures are taken are to be taken if one seeks to desire to only cleave to him. To this end, it is stated, soon after the phrase, with all your heart, and so on, and these words shall be upon your heart, and, shall, and you shall speak of them. As will soon be explained, this refers to the immerse, to immersing oneself in the study of Torah and speaking words of Torah. As explained in Etz Chaim, the union of kissing, which incorporates the union of the attachment of spirit to spirit, is essentially the union of Chabad with Chabad. The union of man's Chachma, Bina, and Dat with God's, that is, Concentration in the Torah, which unites man's Chabad with the intellect of above. Example, Torah. While the mouth as, as the outlet of the breath and its emergence into a revealed a real state represents the category of speech engaged in words of the Torah. By speaking words of Torah as it is written, and you shall speak of them. The spirit emerges into a revealed state. Thus the union of spirit with spirit is mainly brought about by one's immersion in Torah study. The reason for this follows. So he says that since Hashem is kissing us, so we in turn also want to kiss Hashem. How do we kiss Hashem? How can we kiss Hashem? By studying His Torah. Kiss involves the lips, the mouth. So when you study Torah, you're kissing Hashem. That's how you kiss Hashem. When you say the words of Torah, that's your kiss. Hashem is kissing us, and we kiss Him in return. But kiss actually represents a very powerful expression of love. A love that's so powerful that it cannot express itself in words. When you love someone and that love is containable, you express it by telling them, I love you, I like you, I respect you, I admire you, I love being with you. You can talk about it. When the love is overwhelming, that words are simply inadequate. So you express it by kissing. Although kissing is just the breath, it's not just the physical kissing. Physical kissing is just an expression of the inner, the inner emotion. And it's an exchange of breath with breath, like you said earlier. It's something inner. It's something raw that cannot even be contained in words. Words are breath, but they're formulated. Breath that's formulated into words, into letters. That have content, that have meaning. That are a vessel, a vehicle that could contain the meaning behind the words. So that expresses a love that could be expressed. That could be explained. That could be contained. But a love that's overwhelming, words are not enough. So I have to kiss you. Kissing expresses a very deep inner love and attachment and connection. And because it's so deep, words cannot contain it. What could express it? The raw breath. Breath which is not even a vehicle. But because 
the love is so intense it like leapfrogs above the words and it's able to manifest itself only in the rawest form in a physical raw form just a kiss so the Torah is Hashem's kiss because Hashem loves us so intensely therefore Hashem is able Hashem leapfrogged and manifested himself in the Torah which is human logic that's why the Torah says Hashem sits and studies Torah what do you mean Hashem sits? Hashem doesn't sit, Hashem doesn't stand what does the Torah mean when it says Hashem sits and studies Torah? it's an analogy when a person sits means he lowers himself when a person stands he's standing when a person sits down he lowers himself so he can be on your level, face to face, so too the idea of Hashem sitting and studying Torah is because of Hashem's love for us. Hashem is infinite. Hashem is beyond intellect. Hashem is beyond comprehension. And yet Hashem gave us a Torah that we can comprehend. A Torah that's logical. That could be grasped with human logic. A Torah that deals with human realities that we can relate to. Laws of agriculture. Laws of business. Laws of partnership, laws of marriage, laws that we can relate to. This is only out of Hashem's intense love for us. Because of Hashem's intense love for us, therefore Hashem was wanted and was able to concentrate His infinite self in the Torah, in human logic, in human language. Enabling us, giving us the ability to connect with Hashem. So this is a kiss. That's why it says Hashem kisses us. Hashem kisses us by giving us the Torah. Especially the halacha part of the Torah. The halacha is the essence of the Torah which gives us the will of Hashem. How Hashem wants us to behave. Which distills all the discussion and all the conversation of the Talmud and how it, it, uh, it manifests itself in halacha. What is Hashem's will? which is the innermost part of the Torah, the crown of the Torah. So the act of studying Torah, the act of Torah is the ultimate kiss, is the most radical leap. Hashem's love for us is so intense that He's able to express Himself in our language, in human language, in language that our mind can grasp and our mind can delve deeply into. So when the Jew studies Torah intensely, and ultimately when he studies the halacha, when he takes all the learning and distills it and is able to come up to, with its essence, translate it and apply it into real life, how Hashem wants us to live. And when your mind firmly grasps the halacha, and firmly grasps this law and this part of Torah, every angle of it, and your mind is completely immersed in the Torah, you, you, learn, you learn it very deeply. And your mind penetrates and fully engaged in the studying of the Torah. That's the kiss. Your mind is kissing Hashem. Just like Hashem kisses us and is, is, took that radical leap just out of His intense love for us. And concentrated His infinite self into wisdom, understanding and knowledge, into logic, into, into the world of understanding. So we kiss Hashem in return by studying Torah. So when you study Torah, you're kissing Hashem. Your soul is touching Hashem. How does your soul touch Hashem, he says? By your Chabad, your wisdom, understanding and knowledge, connecting with the wisdom and understanding and knowledge of Hashem. Not by your studying Torah, By your studying Torah, so your soul is connecting to the soul of Hashem. As is explained elsewhere. That just like when your soul studies something, your soul understands something. Understanding is not the soul. Understanding is a, is a, is a part of the soul. 
But through understanding, your soul is able to connect with the soul of the author. Not just with the words and letters that you're reading and grasping, but also the soul of the author. So when you study Torah, your soul is being unified with the author, with Hashem, with the soul of the Torah. The soul that's beyond the words and letters and the ideas that you study. The soul is so much greater than just the ideas and the words and letters that you comprehend. The soul is greater than just your understanding. It's just one aspect of your soul. So too, the idea of when you're studying Torah, an idea in Torah, words and letters in Torah, that's very limited. But what you're really connecting with is with the soul of the author, with the infinite, with Hashem. So your soul becomes one with the soul of Hashem. That's how it's explained elsewhere. But that's not what Alter Rebbe is saying here. Alter Rebbe is quoting here the Eitz Chaim, the greatest Kabbalistic work. And what does it say there? That the kissing is the connection of Chabad with Chabad, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge together. Your wisdom, understanding, and knowledge with the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of Hashem. How? Why? Because that's the ultimate kiss. That's the kissing. Because what is a kiss? A kiss represents such an intense love that it cannot be revealed in words and letters. It could only be revealed in the, in the raw breath and in the physical kissing of the mouth. Because it's so deep, because it's so intense, because it's so profound, Therefore, it cannot be manifest on a spiritual level through words. It could only be manifest in raw breath, in the physical touching of the mouth. So too, because of Hashem's intense love for us, therefore, that love could only be revealed, not the way Hashem manifests Himself, His infinite self, but in that radical leap that Hashem overcame, so to speak, his infinite and concentrated himself in the Chabad in the wisdom, understanding and knowledge in the words and letters and concepts of the Torah so the Torah the way the Torah has been revealed to us and given to us, and ideas and concepts the world of intellect, the world of logic words and, lo words and ideas and concepts that we can comprehend, that we can grasp that is the ultimate expression of Hashem's love for us so when you study Torah and the Torah engages your mind and you grasp the idea behind the Torah in all its depth and it engages your mind fully and you're fully immersed in the studying of Torah that's the ultimate kiss between Hashem and, and, and the Jew and that is why, for that same reason it's not enough to study Torah using your mind in thought but it has to be physical just like the kiss has to be physical, the mouth and the mouth. So you have to study Torah also using your mouth. Physically using your mouth and saying the words of Torah. Why isn't it enough to study Torah? If Torah is all about studying, understanding, grasping, comprehending, understanding the logic, the idea. So it's enough if I sit quietly and I meditate and I think about it and I grasp it silently. Why is it important to study Torah, to physically verbalize the words of the Torah? To say it, to communicate, to speak it. Why is speaking so important? Why is communicating so important? If it's all about spirit with spirit, the kiss, after all, is all about the spirit. My spirit, if it's just a physical kiss and there's no spirit, it's nothing. It's the spirit, it's the love. So as long as the spirit is touching the spirit, that should be enough. If I'm studying the Torah and my mind is fully occupied and I'm silent and I'm meditating and I'm engaged, that's enough. Why is it so critical? The Torah says these words should be, meaning you have to speak the words of Torah, you have to communicate it, you have to re reveal it. Why is that so important? So he says, because just like, just like the kiss itself, the kiss expresses the deepest love. And how is the deepest love expressed? Only through the breath, not through words. Words are too limited, too narrow, too confining to contain this intense love. Therefore, it leaps over the words and expresses itself in the, in the simple breath. 
and even more so in the physical kiss. So too, Hashem took His infinite self and out of His love, intense love for us, made this radical quantum leap and revealed the Torah in logical law and logical human ideas, an idea that we can relate to and we can connect with. In the breath and in the lips. So when we study Torah using our mind, our Chabad, our wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and our thought, but it's not enough to think it, but actually to speak it. That is the physical kiss. Then you have both aspects of a kiss. You have the inner spirit, and you also have the way it's manifest physically. So if God loves us so intensely, and that intense love could only be revealed in a kiss, and we reciprocate that love, by loving Hashem, we're all stirred up and we love Hashem. And how do we manifest that love? By engaging our minds, fully engaging our minds and every aspect of our minds and all three of our minds, wisdom, understanding and knowledge, the right brain, the left brain, the integrative brain, and by physically verbalizing and articulating the words of Torah. Then, that's the kiss. Then our souls and our mouths are all connected. That is the ultimate expression of love. A love that's a two-way street. A husband and wife kiss each other, it's a two-way street. They both is an expression of that love, an expression of the physical and the spirit together. That's why the, the Torah continues. How do you express this love? It's through a kiss. And what's that kiss? When you study Torah. Not just being in ecstasy. I love God. So let me sit and meditate all day and all night. If I love God, why should I study Torah? Let me just sit and expire in ecstasy with my love for God. Let me sit quietly and meditate and become like an angel and become spiritual. That's not how you express your love for Hashem. Hashem is not kissing angels. Hashem is not intimate with angels. He's not marrying angels. Hashem married us. He kissed us. How did He manifest that kiss to us? Is it that intense love that He has for us? Even more so than, than two angels? By giving us His Torah. By concentrating His infinite self, making that radical leap and concentrating that infinite self into words, letters, concepts that we can grasp. So how do we love Hashem in return? How do we reciprocate that love? By studying Torah. As a result of this intense love that we feel to Hashem, like a heart reflects the love of Hashem back, like a mirror reflects the image back, and our heart reflects Hashem's intense love for us, how do we reflect that intense love for us? When we don't, when we don't let any obstacle, obstacle in our way, we overcome any obstacle and we engage, in this, lovingly engage in the studying of Torah. When we occupy, the Torah occupies our mind, engages our mind, Everyone in their own level fully engages us. And we study Torah, not superficially. We study Torah with our mind, with our thought, with enthusiasm, with excitement. We delve deeply. We want to understand it clearly. We want to understand it honestly, truly understand the Torah. And more so, when we verbalize and communicate those words and letters of the Torah. We speak the Torah. We think the Torah. We speak the Torah. We comprehend the Torah. And that's the kiss mutual kiss Hashem to us and we to Hashem and then we become one and we are intimate and we come as close as you can get when you kiss each other you come as close as you get and that's when you merge and that's when you overcome your ego and that's when you merge the boundaries melt away the boundaries between between the two melt away and you become one that love overcomes any boundaries how can a Jew become one with Hashem? You overcome all the boundaries. is by studying Torah. Learning Torah. And verbalizing the Torah. By every word that proceeds from Hashem's mouth does man live. The mouth is thus the outlet of the breath. However, since what is crucial is understanding Torah, but through this the union of spirit with spirit is effected, why must one utter the words in order to arrive at this love? The Alter Rebbe now addresses himself to this question and says that while it is true that for man himself, i.e. the divine soul, 
pleading to Hashem is attained chiefly through understanding Torah, yet this only suffices for the divine soul. In order for the divine plan to be realized, i.e. that godliness be drawn down upon the animal soul as well and into the world as a whole, one must speak words of Torah. This is because physical words are uttered by the animal soul, which in turn is affected by them. Since a person has the strength to speak because he receives physical nourishment, it follows that when he utters words of Torah, Hashem's ultimate intent of drawing down holiness into this physical world is realized, and the whole world is filled with His glory. Understandably, this self-same reason applies not only to speaking words of Torah, but also explains why mitzvot are to be performed with the physical body and utilizing objects of the material world. For it is through them that godliness is manifest in the animal soul and in the material world as a whole. Here, however, the matter under discussion is Torah knowledge. In this instance, although nothing can unite the divine soul with its source more completely than the contemplation of Torah, it is nevertheless necessary for one to utter the words of Torah as well, in order to draw down godliness into one's animal soul, and indeed into the whole material world. However, one does not fulfill one's obligation by meditation and deliberation alone, i.e. one's obligation is not fulfilled thereby even though such deliberation leads to the lofty union of his soul with Hashem in a manner of the cleaving of spirit with spirit. Unless one expresses the words with his lips, in order to draw the infinite light of the blessed Ein Sof downwards, even unto the vivifying soul which dwells in the blood of man, which in turn is produced by the intake of food from the mineral, vegetable, and animal worlds. That is to say, eating and drinking produce the blood in which the vivifying soul is clothed, and godliness is drawn down into all the above-mentioned worlds when one speaks words of Torah. One thereby elevates them all, the vivifying soul and the mineral, vegetable, and animal worlds, to Hashem, together with the entire universe, and causes them to be absorbed in His blessed unity and light, which will illumine the world and its inhabitants in a revealed manner, in the spirit of the verse that says, And the glory of Hashem shall be revealed, so much so, indeed, that all flesh shall see it. He says, By every word that proceeds from God's mouth does man live. This is referring to a halacha, which is called the bar Hashem, the word of Hashem. The question is, if the purpose is to love Hashem, nevertheless, the pur- ultimate purpose is of the Shema is to achieve a love of Hashem. Love is, you want to be absorbed with Hashem. You want to be absorbed in the infinite. You want to forget about yourself. Go beyond your ego. Completely lose yourself. Come completely egoless. Cleave to Hashem. Connect with Hashem. Overcome any boundaries and separation between you and Hashem. While the idea of saying the words of Torah actually is the exact opposite. It's not about you climbing Mount Everest, you climbing to Hashem and becoming one with Hashem, becoming absorbed with Hashem. It's about bringing godliness into this world. The exact opposite of what love love represents. So that's what Alter Rebbe says, you're right, that is correct. But if it was only about you and your love for Hashem, then that would be enough. It's enough just to sit and meditate and expire in godliness and cleave to godliness and long for godliness and try to become one with Hashem. But since the purpose is, the whole purpose of creation, the whole purpose that Hashem desired, Hashem desired that we should bring godliness into this world, to take the physical and to elevate it to Hashem. Not only elevate your soul, but also elevate your body. Hashem loves us, every part of us especially our body, wants to be intimate with every part of us. And Hashem wants us to elevate the whole world 
around us. So yes, what is the theme of love? The theme of love is to elevate. But it's not just about elevating your soul. It's about elevating your body. Elevating the world that you interact with, that you can come in contact with. So that is the theme of love. The theme of love is that you want to go beyond your ego, you want to overcome separation, tear down any boundary between the lovers and become one and merge and become inseparable. That's the magical ability of love that you go, you, you rise above your ego. Two people can't be in the same place together, but when they love, the boundaries come falling down and you become one. And that's expressed in the act of kissing, the act of intimacy, you become one. That is the whole purpose of love. So Hashem wants to become one, not only with our soul, with our physical, with our body. And He wants us to elevate the whole world. So how do you elevate the whole world? How do you connect the whole world? How do you connect your body with Hashem? By saying the words of Torah. So that is the act of love. The act of love is by overcoming any boundary separation and cleaving and climbing and becoming absorbed with Hashem and the unity of Hashem. How do you do that? If you don't speak the words of Torah, if you're not going to engage the body, if your relationship with Hashem will remain only in the level of meditation and thought, purely spiritual and abstract, then you're missing the whole point. Hashem loves us. Every fiber of our being, every bone in our body loves every part of us, especially our body, our material, our physical. Ultimate love is expressed, as we said earlier, in a physical kiss. The ultimate love is expressed in intimacy. The most intimacy is connected, especially if it's physical. So too, the ultimate love for Hashem is when, we're, when it's physical, when it engages our body, when we speak the words of Torah, communicate, reveal when it's manifest, when we physically do the mitzvah, when we physically move our lips, that's when we elevate our body, elevate all the food that went into our body, that gave us the energy to be able to speak. And that's how we elevate the whole world around us. And that is the whole purpose. That is, that is how you express that love. So if you truly understand what love is, and truly understand what this, that this is a marriage, a relationship, then you can't just sit and meditate all day and pray all day. How do you express that love, the Torah says? By having these words, these physical words, you verbalizing the Torah, understanding the Torah, engaging the mind, and then verbalizing it. Physically verbalizing and communicating and revealing and saying the words of the Torah, speaking the words of the Torah. That's how you reveal. That's how you elevate. And you elevate everything, yourself, your physical self, and the world around you, you elevate it to Hashem. So that, that's the continuation. That's the connection. Not only isn't it a contradiction on the country. That's how you love Hashem. That's how you express. And you cleave and cling and connect with Hashem. And this is different than all other religions. All other religions, it's all about the love, the ecstasy, the spirituality, the meditation, the thought. In Judaism, no. It's about the learning, the studying. As a result of this deep, intense love that we have for Hashem, then we go and spend 18 hours a day studying Torah, engaging the mind, the intellect. What's the connection? How is that an expression of our religiosity, of our intense connection with Hashem studying Baba Kameh, Baba Metziah, Baba Basir, studying Talmud studying law, legalism what's that do with spirituality when we're all consumed with godliness then we should meditate 12 hours a day 18 hours a day and just become one with God reach the level of the angels pure ecstasy pure, sublime spirituality, higher levels of consciousness. Why did the Jews spend 18 hours a day studying Torah? Tractates, legal, seems so logical, so cold, so detached, so what does that have to do with godliness? When my heart is on fire and I want to connect with Hashem. 
on the contrary. That is the kiss. That is how we're kissing Hashem, how we're being intimate. That is the ultimate expression of our love for Hashem. And now we're elevating not only our soul, but elevating our bodies. Elevating all the food that went into the body. Elevating the world around us. That enable us to speak, give us the energy to speak. That's how we connect and that's how we fulfill our obligation, our duty. And that's how we connect with Hashem and elevate the whole world around us. So that is the ultimate act of love. The ultimate expression of that intense love that we feel towards Hashem. That reciprocal love. That Hashem loves us. And He manifests that love by making that radical leap and concentrating His Torah and the ideas and in the words and in the letters of the Torah, even the physical letters of the Torah. So too, we in turn also fully engage our mind and verbalize the words of the Torah and reveal and manifest the words of the Torah, physically moving our lips and speaking the words of the Torah, thinking the words of the Torah, speaking the words of the Torah. And that's our kiss, and that's how we become inseparable with Hashem. We become unified with Hashem. Our bodies become unified with Hashem. And the world around us become unified with Hashem. For this is the purpose of the progressive descent of all the worlds, that glory of God may persuade this physical world, especially in a revealed manner, to change the darkness of Kelepot into light of holiness. And the bitterness of the world whose life force is from Kelepat's Nugas into the sweetness of goodness and holiness, as has been explained above in chapter 36 at me. And this is the essence of the intent of man's services to draw the infinite light of the blessed onslaught down below. Therefore, although man's spiritual service and deep understanding of Torah are able through thought alone to fulfill objective of his will and to cleave to God in a manner of the cleaving of spirit. Of the spirit. Because Hashem reveals his infinite self into the logic of the Torah. So just by engaging your logical mind and understanding the Torah, for that alone, that's a kiss. That's connecting your spirit with spirit. But that's not enough. Continue. Yet the intent of his service should not only be for the sake of his divine soul. It must also be in keeping with God's desire of drawing down godliness into this material world. And this is accomplished through speaking words of Torah. So now we see the connection between the beginning of the paragraph of the Shema and loving God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And immediately followed by, and you should, the words of Torah should constantly be all day, morning and night, should constantly be on your heart and your mind. You should speak the words of Torah. Because that is the ultimate kiss, the ultimate intimacy when we are fully engaged in Hashem's Torah our mind is fully engaged in Hashem's Torah, that's how we become intimate with Hashem and not only our minds, our thought, but especially our lips, we speak the words of Torah, we communicate the words of Torah, we reveal the words of Torah only then are we fully engage and elevate, not only do we elevate our souls, but also elevate our bodies and elevate the world around us, which is the whole purpose of creation, which is what the angels are exclaiming, that where is God's infinite self found? Not in the heaven and the heaven of heavens. Hashem, that transcendent Hashem, where is He found? In this physical world. That's what God desired. He wanted the body, the physical. He wanted His infinite self to be manifest, to be revealed to be intimate in this physical world. And the way we do that is by studying Torah, 
And by physically studying Torah and physically verbalizing and revealing, that's how we elevate this, the body, not only the soul, we elevate every, and the world around us, everything that went into the body and the world around us, elevated and absorbed within the infinite light within Hashem. But the question remains, If the ultimate purpose is to reveal Hashem's infinite light in this world through studying Torah, then why is it so important to arouse within us a love, an intense love for Hashem? I can study Torah, and many Jews study Torah, and they don't feel any great love for Hashem. They don't feel any great ecstasy for Hashem. They don't spend any time praying. They have no time to pray. These prayers is something that's done very perfunctory, very cold. They quickly pray and go back to studying Torah. All day and every day, all they do is study Torah. Why isn't that enough? Why is it so important to pray and to pray at great length and to step-by-step step develop this love for Hashem, this reciprocal love that where your heart is inflamed, your heart is on fire, and you physically feel a love for Hashem. Love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul. Why does the study of Torah have to be a kiss? Kissing the divine. Even if I don't feel like kissing the divine. I don't feel divine. I don't feel godly. I don't feel godliness. I love studying Torah. It's intellectually engaging. It's... And I know in the back of my mind I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm doing what Hashem wants of me. Isn't that enough? Knowing that I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing what a Jew should do and I'm Torah is holy. And all day and every day all I'm thinking about, all I'm engaged in is the studying of the Torah. I can, in other words, why do I have to study the secrets of the Torah, the Hasidic parts of the Torah, the Kabbalah? Let me just all day and every day just study the Talmud, the legal, the Halacha. And it fully engages my mind. Why is it important to spend time to study the inner secrets of the Torah, to develop a feeling for Hashem, a love for Hashem, where my soul wants to expire with ecstasy and love Hashem with all my heart and all my soul and all my might. And only then does the Torah say, then study Torah. First you have to experience a love for Hashem. You have to love Hashem with all your heart. Not just say the words, but to love Hashem with all your heart, experience that love with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. And the love of Hashem has to be so palpable. It has to be, as the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe said, just like love of a person it has a palpable effect in you. you can be in a terrible mood. You had a very rough day. You woke up on your left side. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. And suddenly, out of the blue, you bump into your best friend, unexpectedly. You're so excited that physically you feel like a stone, a stone off your chest. You physically feel better. It dispels all the dark clouds around you and you physically feel better. It lifts up your mood. Your whole day is different. Because you met someone that you love and you care and you respect and was unexpected and you met them the rest of the day, you're singing, you're, you're in a great mood. Because that love is physical, it's not just spiritual, abstract. It has a physical impact on you. So too, when does a Jew fulfill the mitzvah of loving Hashem with all your heart and all your soul and all your might? When it affects you physically. The knowledge that love that you feel for Hashem is palpable, that it lifts your spirit. Despite all the challenges that you're facing and all the difficulties, you feel uplifted. You walk around with a tune on your lips, singing, snapping your fingers. Hashem is with me. Hashem loves me. Hashem is here. And I love Hashem. And that gives you the fortitude and the strength that you need to face the day. Otherwise, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of loving Hashem. Otherwise, it's just abstract. I love God. And meanwhile, you're walking around with a sour face. How can you love God if you're walking around with a sour face? That's not real. When you love a human being, 
their presence elevates your whole spirit. Physically, shifts. You can feel a physical shift in your mood. So watching your face will see your face turning from sour with a smile to your face. It's physical. So when do you fulfill the mitzvah of loving Hashem? When it's physical, when it's physically manifest. As a result of that love, you walk around spirited, you walk around joyful, you walk around uplifted. It's real. And only when you fulfill that mitzvah of loving Hashem with all your heart, with all your mind, until it's, it's tangible and it's physical. Like we were discussing the last few chapters, the last four chapters. It's like a mirror. The heart is like a mirror. Hashem loves us. We can't help but love Hashem in return. And it's a physical love. You feel it physically. It's tangible. Only then does the Torah say, now go study Torah. Why is that a prerequisite? Why do I need this love of Hashem to develop, to cultivate, to consciously feel this love for Hashem in order for me to study Torah? There are many Jews who study Torah are not godly, don't feel anything for godliness, can't relate to godliness, don't love Hashem, don't think about Hashem. They're too busy studying Torah. Why is it important? Before you study Torah, first you have to think about Hashem. You have to meditate deeply in Hashem. You have to understand the unity of Hashem. There's no other reality but God. Which leads you to develop a love for Hashem. Experience that love. And first you need the two introductory blessings, which... You have to meditate and reflect on the idea that Hashem loves us and is intimate with us and Hashem leapfrogged all the worlds and just loved us and concentrated Himself with, with us. Why is that so important to study Torah? Why can't they just study Torah? Especially that's the whole purpose. That's what God wants us. By studying Torah, we elevate, moving our lips, studying Torah, we elevate our soul, we elevate our body, we elevate the world around us. So why is it important then to love Hashem? If the ultimate purpose is do the mitzvah, study the Torah, do the right thing, why do you have to delve so deeply in the esoteric and the spiritual and the sublime? There are many Jews, many yeshivot, unfortunately, that don't study a moment, don't spend a minute studying Hasidus, the soul of Torah, thinking about godliness, all day and all night, all you do is study Torah. And there's so much material, it's enough to keep you busy the rest of your life. And yet the Shema says no. Before you can study Torah, first, you have to say the two blessings. Then you have to say Shema Yisra. You have to meditate deeply and understand the reality of Hashem, the unity of Hashem. There's no other reality but Hashem. And then you have to experience the love for Hashem. It has to be tangible physical, you have to feel it with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and then you can study Torah why do I have to be a Hasidic Jew? Why do, I have to, why do I have to have a soul? why can't I just fill my obligation? do the right thing? it's not enough you have to be spiritual you have to yearn for Godliness you have to want to cleave to Godliness you have to experience Godliness and only then could you fulfill your obligation of studying Torah. What is your obligation? To draw down the infinite light into this world. And to elevate this world, that this world, your body and the world around you and everything around you should become absorbed and your soul should become absorbed with God. He says the only way you can do this is first you have to develop a yearning for God. It's a conscious yearning for God. Because it's a two-way street. This is not a mechanical relationship. It's a relationship. It's a two-way street. Just like in a relationship. If one partner is not interested, the other partner draws away. It's also not interested. It has to be a two-way street. The more you're interested, the more the other partner is attracted. That's an analogy. That's how it works with Hashem. It's a relationship. It's not a mechanical event. You press a button and something happens. No. It's a marriage. It's a relationship. If we open ourselves up and we draw ourselves, we're attracted to Hashem, then Hashem is attracted to us. Hashem is interactive. If we are cold and indifferent 
and feel nothing and don't open ourselves up and don't go beyond our ego if we're like a stone unmovable, unbudgeable cold, rigid Hashem loses interest if we are not attracted to Hashem Hashem runs away double Hashem is not interested you want to kiss a stone? <laughs> has to be a live human being who's excited, who's interested. And that's what the Zohar calls Mayim Nukvin, the feminine water. If she's interested, he is interested. If she's not interested, he wants to kiss a stone, he runs away, he's not interested. She repels him. She can attract them or she can repel them. If there's an awakening from below, there's an interest, an attraction. So in order to attract Hashem, in order to reveal godliness into this world, into our body, into our soul, into the world around us, there has to be an openness. There has to be a spirituality. Has to, you have to be spiritual. You have to be open. You have to move. You have to change. You have to go beyond your ego. There has to be a yearning a conscious yearning, a cleaving to godliness, a connection. There's no connection. To kiss a stone, there's no interest in kissing the stone. There's no life, there's no love, there's no feeling, there's no connection. And there's no connection. Then you study Torah, but it's dark. You're not bringing the light into this world. You're not elevating the world and connecting it and it should be absorbed in the infinite light. Yes, you're studying Torah. You're bringing Hashem into this world. You're bringing Him into a dungeon. Instead of bringing Him into a palace, a lit up, illuminated palace, to a warm, loving place, you bring Him into a cold, dark dungeon. So you have to be spiritual. You have to have a conscious love for Hashem. And that's why you spend the last four chapters helping every Jew, even the lowest Jew, especially the lowest Jew, to achieve a conscious love for Hashem, an intense love for Hashem. All based on the idea, the fact that I'm so low, and yet Hashem loves me, the heart can't help but melt and reciprocate that love. Just like the mirror can't help but reflect the image back. So too, the, when we're conscious of Hashem's love for us, despite our lowliness, then we can't help but consciously love Hashem and experience the love, of Hashem, love for Hashem with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And after we experience that love, that openness, that attraction, then Hashem is attracted to us. Then when we study Torah, we're drawing down the infinite light the Torah is illuminated it's a palace it's welcoming Hashem feels welcome you're bringing down Hashem's infinite self into this world in a manifest way in a revealed way in a beautiful way but if you're egotistical and arrogant and lacking spirituality and zero consciousness of anything spiritual and godly and all day and every day all you can think about is yourself me, myself and I you can study Torah from today till tomorrow but you're just a coarse, crass human being, then Hashem is, Hashem is not interested. You know, you're not bringing Hashem into this world. You're not bringing the light of Hashem into this world. On the contrary, you're bringing Hashem into the darkness. So, but only after you have that introduction, then you can experience that kiss. Then the act of Torah is a kiss. It's the ultimate act of love. Hashem is expressing His intense love for us by kissing us. And we in turn kiss Hashem back by engaging, fully engaging our mind in the studying of Torah. Studying 18 hours a day of Torah. Fully engaging our mind in the study of Torah. And not only engaging our mind and our thoughts, but speaking the words of Torah, revealing, communicating the words of Torah. And thereby elevating our bodies and elevating the world around us to connect and become absorbed in the infinite light of Hashem. And thereby revealing, when we're attracted to Hashem, Hashem is attracted to us and we reveal 
the infinite light into this world and make it manifest in the physical world, which is the whole purpose of creation. Now, before commanding us to place this word of the Torah upon your heart, and continuing by saying that you shall speak in them, the Torah says, you shall love the love of God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Before godliness is drawn down through Torah, man must first initiate the rival of love of his path. Only then will godliness draw down through Torah and mitzvot. This is what Al-Tarebbe now says. However, the initiative must come through the elevation of man. An acronym of the word female waters, which is in Kabbalistic terminology, signifies the arrival and the elevation of the female, which means the recipient. Surrendering to him one soul and one all, as has been explained above. In order to godliness, to be properly drawn down through Torah and mitzvot, it is first necessary that there be the elevation of man, emanating from man laws gone, to the degree that he is ready to forego everything from his sake. With this Alter Arbe concludes the, the theme beginning at in chapter 46 regarding the love likened to the water mirroring the image of a face concerning which he has said that the Shema and its introductory blessings are especially effective in waking me. Yeah, these were very powerful four chapters. We just concluded the discussion of this chapter. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.